what I need from you is understanding. No, for real, it's like, because that's why I feel like I just feel like you just need someone that can understand, like, where you at in life. It's psychology, it's, 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 it's psychology, boy. I like that, I like that. What's up, bitch? What's up, bitch? It's Eddie. <laughs> hey, man. Um, so Edwin, go ahead. Hey, hey, do your thing, man. So Jackie was dropping gems. We're gonna we're just gonna keep going with that. Like I saw a video. Right, um, it was a man. He named like Say it. five or six specific steps. Birthday, Jay. Of how we as a people can grow stronger. He said, um, and there have been like some black. I don't know if you would call them militia groups. But whenever, like, the white people storm, like, the capitals mm-hmm. with their semi-automatics and stuff, black people have been there. I don't think we've been as great in numbers, but we have been there to counter that. And I think that was, like, um, a politician. See you, Keeks. That was a... Uh, she get on my nerves. How she fit under the arm? It was... It was a politician... Um, like who was being threatened so the black militia group was there to walk her to her office or whatever um but the guy was like all the black gangs in the in the community they need to band together and stand up and be there when police come and monitor them well that's too much too much it it, it that sounds cute yeah but you have to look at just from a realistic standpoint, mm-hmm. that's nice. But you're asking people that are associated with gangs that probably have a record. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also asking them to kind of make themselves a target to yeah. be all arrested at the same time. True. To be labeled a terrorist group. That's another thing, too. And then, again, so it, it really goes back to, like, what are the laws and what are the laws where you live? So that's cool that you can, you know, have an open carry and that's great. Mm-hmm. But as, you know, history has served us, you know, many years, we also know that that doesn't always necessarily work in our favor right. until that is like equal across the board, like mm-hmm. education. So if like Jimmy goes to school across town and, you know, his parents can afford to make sure that every student in every classroom can have access to books and Mac computers and, you know, certain, you know, things that they would need so they won't have to want for it versus Ray Ray that's downtown that's sharing a book that might not have a computer, that school is run down because the funding is not the same. It should be across the board. So Sarah, little Jimmy's mom, should be just as enraged that Ray Ray across town doesn't have the same thing that her son doesn't. But again, it's out of sight, out of mind. True. That, you know, well, it's not my problem because I don't even live over that side of town. I don't even live over there. You know, so again, it's when it comes to the laws, when it comes to funding and and asking people to, to gather, I mean, it's nice that somebody would come out to protect and, you know, do all of that. But yeah, they could easily just call you a terrorist group. That's true. It's like, this seemed like- We just have to be, we just have to be, it's nice to, and I, and I'm, I'm really, I'm not throwing any shade when I say this. It, it looks cute and it sounds cute to put on a show Mm because it it looks good on social media. 
It looks good on, on TV when it's flashed like that. But long term, legally, like how does that serve us if we're not really, really protected by law? Because when you think about it, there are laws against or for police officers. Like if a police officer kills someone unjustly, there's a law. Like if the person's not doing nothing, he's supposed to go to jail. Yeah. But it's never, you know. No. And I think that, you know, I know there's a whole thing of like, you know, defunding the police department and what have you. I think that you I think that the, the vetting is off. I think that there are a lot of punks that, you know, probably got picked on in high school mm-hmm. that couldn't wait to wear a badge and a gun so they could like True. flex on, you know, whoever. Yeah. I think that if you are so scary that you have to shoot to kill, mm-hmm. like that's, I don't feel like that's what my tax dollars paid to send you to training to do. Yeah. It was to deter and to deflect. Mm-hmm. Like your first instinct shouldn't be to shoot and kill. And it's just like, the thing is... To me, like, you're scary. You yeah. should not have that uniform on. And it's the thing, like, when I go through certain neighborhoods, it's like, I know... And then maybe not necessarily grew up there, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm comfortable there. And, like, they put in police officers in areas, and, like you said, they scary, so... Well, I mean, I, again... So, here I go. So, yeah, so if you, if you see a... a you know, extra police officers in, in, in areas, um, more killings than normal. Mm-hmm. Have you ever stopped to think that there's also maybe a quota on lives? Like there's a quota to get tickets? I believe so. Okay. So, yeah, I don't, I think that people shouldn't think that that's not a thing to pluck off a few, you know, to, to also further whatever the agenda is. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we need to justify why we need to to make these, these you know, more prisons. Mm-hmm. We need to make these laws more stern because look what happened here. And that's the thing. It's not to re- like it's not to rehabilitate. It's no, to absolutely not. It's to just to be in control. And they make so much money on oh, prisons. Of course. Of course. It's a business. Yeah, of course. America's the company. They're killing it. They're killing it. So, yeah. yeah, you know, they spend I heard they spent 80 million, 80 billion dollars like yearly across in police departments well, across the country. Yeah. I mean, and if you look at the Constitution, I mean, it is it's a form of slavery. It's just legal slavery. Yeah, the 13th Amendment. Yeah. Is, yeah, it's it's legal slavery. And I, again, I think that we are really distracted by what we see on TV. Also, you know, trauma is always for sale. So whatever network can sell the most trauma to keep people in a in a in a mental state of, of paranoia. Every and fear. time I come to work, every time I come to work, it's just oh my gosh, you know, Corona's gonna go and you know it's flu season, so it's gonna get even yeah. worse. And it's like people subliminal just look at the messaging uh-huh. pumped into the airways, into the TV screens, twenty four seven, seven days a week. It's nonstop. And you know, even the strongest of minds have a moment where they're like, oh, I'm worried about this or I'm worried about that. It's, yeah. So again, if you have to really, sometimes you just have to unplug and read Mm -hmm. and really get connected with, you know, whoever, you know, you're on the same page is as far as like politics and education is concerned. 
you know, because again, that is an agenda too. So like, I always felt, so do you feel like there really is no Y'all political government? I feel like it's is. really, we really shouldn't, like you said, it's kind of like that whole scapegoat, they're just a, a, a token, a coin. Mm-hmm. I really, really, I feel like the, the government is obsolete and non-existent. Even really, when you think about it, like it really doesn't benefit white people unless they're rich. Unless you have some type of power and great money, the government doesn't care about you. I feel like they'll let you get away with things to stay in control, but the government doesn't But they really... even, but, but I mean, no, I mean, because even those people have value to them too. I mean, mm. we, we need the worker bees. Yeah. We need... We need we, the worker bees. That's, we need uh, the well, worker bees. Uh, we, need, we need people to agree with what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you may say the government is obsolete, but there's also the undercover government. That's, True. That's, you know, it's tucked away that, you know, has longer plans for us than we could ever even imagine. So, yeah. I read that and or saw that in a... That's how they select juries mm-hmm. for trials. Like, it's just right the worker bees. Mm-hmm. Like, they pick them from specific areas. And it's like they kind of feed and they pay companies to push and promote certain things. And um, all of that goes into, like, picking these people uh, for trials, for murder trials, yep. or whatever. It's been hundreds of thousands of people who've been locked up for crimes that they didn't do. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just um, that's why I just try. I don't really watch the news. Yeah, I don't. I I, I like social media for the entertainment aspect, mm-hmm. but I don't really watch the news because okay. I mean I feel like we just have enough going it's on. There's always bad news. There's nothing good. Yeah, that's but that's the business. That's 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 where they make their money. That's why I live on a rock now. I got to where do you live? Under a rock. Under. Okay, yeah. That's my thing of, so like, I'm I don't you watch, Patrick, like, no news. I don't follow, like, any type of politics. Yeah. Because it's, like, to me, it's just always, it's nothing positive. Mm-mm. And so. Well, they do throw you a good feel-good story every day. They push, yeah, hey, look, they push out your Oprah's. They push out your Tyler Perry's. Oh, they made it. They're doing fine. Yeah, but that's just a small percentage. <laughs> yeah. In the grand scheme of, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I just wish that people. Could think for themselves. Could think for themselves. Because we get so distracted. Because again, it, it was George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And it's going to be somebody else, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I hate this. Yeah. I don't want to sound morbid and I don't want to come across like to I don't keep have it any going. Hope. But yeah, they it's have going to keep to it be, going. To keep it going. Yeah. And I, I feel like what it is, what it's doing is distracting everyone from the main thing that is going on. But also, when you think about it, when you think about Black people and this whole Black Lives Matter, movement and there's no shade to the black lives matter movement have we have we gotten anything has anybody come to the table to ask for anything has there been any talks i mean you've seen a lot of press conferences you see you i mean we've got what ice cube and ice tea and yeah we're talking about you know the contract but before that Mm -hmm. have we have have we gotten anything i've Mm -hmm. seen native americans have certain things passed. I've seen Latin Latin Americans have certain things move forward since the killing of George Floyd. Not the what we got. What do we have? 
What did we get? What did we get that was flashed out across the news, flashed off across across social media that was a win for Black people since the killing of George Floyd, since the rioting? What have we gotten? I've literally watched like they were they were signing a bill like passing like, yeah, extra funding for other minority groups. What have we gotten? And we're still distracted. We're still distracted. We're still distracted. So while mm. we're still, you know, mm-hmm. marching in the streets and posting our they hashtags and buying black, which is is great. Who are we sending to actually go to the table to say, this is what we demand? Yeah. Anybody? Ha- I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't heard anything. I oh, you know, any- I ain't hearing none. Yeah, no. I mean, I haven't heard anything. We may we might see little specks here of things that may make us feel good or what make what seems like is growth. I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime. I didn't I think I would see a worldwide protest for black people London, in my bro, lifetime. In London. Like I didn't think streets, I was going like to see like that. You but I think but but I think well I will say the beauty in that and I, and unfortunately and I and I God rest his soul that that man had to die and die the way that he died and died so publicly. Yeah. For the world to kind of get to a place, not just for him, but for where they are and their environments to say, this is some bullshit. And you know what helped And it the could easily be me. You know what helped it? it the quarantine. People couldn't escape it. They're stuck inside. They had to. to look at it. You can't look away. So that kind of was a blessing in a way that people couldn't leave their houses and they had to be forced to look at what we deal with every day. Mm-hmm. Corona is a blessing. Uh, I, I mean, Corona is a blessing. It might be. We don't know when we will have another time in our lifetime where we have this much downtime. That's a fact. To really just examine ourselves, examine the world, work on ourselves, work on our community. Like, now I will say this though, and I, my friends or whoever is listening, I feel like I just wish that more people would realize how much trauma is for sale. And that's not to negate and and dismiss that there are are people that are really struggling with depression, that are really struggling with anxiety. But I feel like also, too, we're quick to say, well, yeah, you know, me too. As opposed to like just really working on changing the narrative. That's a fact. Like changing the narrative. Whether you gotta pray, whether you gotta meditate, whether you whether you changed your circle, but it's like every other person or every person beside you, and don't get me wrong, I have my ups and downs and my good days and my bad days. But again, um, I was having a conversation. I guess, I don't know if he's listening or whatever, but we were talking about, you know, casting spells. That's why we call it spelling and the words that we cast over ourselves and the words that we cast Ooh, over speaking people. Speaking stuff into existence. Yeah. Right. All that, so if yeah. we're continually speaking trauma right. and we're continually taking in trauma, we're going to always be stuck. We're going to always be on a pill. This is what we were talking about. <laughs> Getting, guarding yourself. Yeah. 
from yeah, that energy, from that, that negative, negative energy, energy. Yeah. especially in this industry, it's a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. it's so, a lot of it. So it's so yeah. That's that's yeah. very important because like if we all if we got a dirty crew, like if 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 they somebody just rob a bank and they kill somebody, they're like, oh come on, we about to go party. We get in the car, we go in there with them. Exactly, <laughs> we go in there with them. And that's why I always let Edwin know, like, I, it's easy for me to cut people off. Yeah, because I've kept people close to me and seen how it ends up and it's not worth keeping them around. Right. I think, but at the same time, like, and I 100% agree with that, but one thing that I know is people act out because they're damaged and we're damaged and we don't know it. That's so far. So like I've, I've, in my, you know, history of my, my short 31 years, it's like, I noticed that people like talk down to me or they talk to me. Hey, where they at? Where, no, where, no, where they at, bro? They talk to you. You know the saying, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Right. So they talk to me in a way because they've been hurt. And I think they try to They try to make out. a connection. And that's a toxic too. way. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes that's all they, that's the only way they know how, how to, to communicate. communicate. How to communicate. So I try to like step back and be like, okay. And like, and try to explain them like, you, you're not going to talk to me like this. What is and try to find the root of the pain because yeah. like it's billions of people on this earth and we're not all meant to be isolated. So it's like I'm That's trying. That's where you're to, better than me, though. Because once somebody comes to me the wrong way, I'm not trying to figure <laughs> out why you're coming at me. Get get out. But again, so but unless it's y'all, like y'all got room, Corona, a little bit of room. Corona y'all has kind of been a bit a bit of a blessing yeah. because yeah. again, you I'm now people are finding the strength to say. I don't have to take your abuse, and and, and, right. and and it doesn't mean that the purpose person is doing it purpose, right? Right. But I don't have to take your abuse. Get it together, like get it together. Well, you you know, um, this Corona. See, I I'm, I also chapel at a, a, a Union Gospel Mission homeless man. I've seen a positive sign at the homeless shelter and in home. Watch this since the Corona. Mm-hmm. Shut down in March. Watch this. There are marriages that was on their way to divorce court. They're not now. Mm-hmm. There are men that has been on uh, in this shelter that has been um, alcoholic, drug addicts. Look here, man. They haven't done drugs or alcohol since March. Their wives are talking to them. Their children are talking to them. There's one that came up to me and told me, he said, because he would... Barely have ten dollars a month, and he get he get eight or twelve hundred dollars a month. He come to me, he said, Pastor, I got eight thousand dollars in the bank. So this is helping some people yeah. with what is going on. Um, of course, the death toll. Mm-hmm. I personally don't believe it. Look, no, I believe it. You believe? I believe it, but I believe it from a different standpoint. Okay. See, I believe from the book of Job when he said you can do anything you want to him, but you can't test his life. Mm-hmm. That let me know God is in control of life, regardless of how you go. With 10 bullets in your head, corona, you cannot leave here without God's permission. Period. So, first of all, I'm going to make sure that my whole understanding do not go do not override God's authority of death, life and death. What I'm going to do, I'm going to learn how to deal with it and ask for strength. Right, you won't be me. willfully but, but, ignorant. But, but the point right. is, God have touched us, these people, 
his people, his creation, where he used the flood and still kept things going when he wanted to hate us because we was rebellious against him. He kept one family, Noah, and re-multiplied the whole earth. Then he got Abraham, said, they still acting stupid over here. Let me move you to a promised land. Each time from, from, from anything we've had, from the, uh, the towers that still break my heart, and, 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 and the war in Kuwait, those was times, if you really look at it, the world was flipping crazy. So what God do, he did something to get everybody to come back and pray to him. Each time one of these tragedies happened, this, everybody on this earth bowed down and prayed to him. And when God saw the people hard, he cleaned it up. And then when we got dismayed again, he did it again. But the point is, God just want a relationship with us. Even if he had to put Corona here, for you to bow down and pray mm-hmm. to him, God's going to get your attention. The only option. He is. just want a relationship. You know what? People so busy doing their thing, like you said, they ain't even got time. But the first time something go wrong, the first name they call is oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm talking oh, about that. atheists. Be the first one scream, oh God. <laughs> so, they so, be the so, first ones, bro. So, so what I'm saying is, this has been a point of history that no one look at. Watch this. When we back in the 30s, in the 20s, and even I'm, I'll be 60 in January. So even then, watch this. Five o'clock, we had dinner. Daddy, mama, everybody sat down. If your daddy was a brick mason, so was you. If your daddy was a plumber, so if your daddy was a farmer, so was you. And guess what? Daddy prayed over the plate. Satan does not like that. So what did he do? He come up with a place called Ford. Manufacturers. People stop leaving their own business, going to work there. Then there's Buick. And then he said, so now they still making it home for dinner. Okay? Mm-hmm. But then uh, you got McDonald's. You got Burger King. That's why I you got all these things bro. here. Yeah, you got all I'm these thinking. things. And what it's doing is separating the family life, the culture of the family life. And she said, baby, what do you want to do? Oh, I'm just going to catch something and work overtime. Now you're not praying over the family. You're not coming to dinner. The kids don't have a future because you're too busy making a future. We have left the thing. And at this time, whether you want to believe it or not, the church had to say so in the government. Mm -hmm. The government really didn't make any... The church is serious movement without without talking to the church first. Mm -hmm. And then what they do, they take prayer out of school. So we've been under attack all the time, but you know what? Instead of us noticing that some people don't believe Satan is real. He's very real and he's very cunning and he's very smart, but he ain't God. And so instead of us fighting the real enemy and pastoring your home, how do you pastor your home? Whatever you would not do in the church. If you won't holler at at a boo in the church, if you wouldn't roll up a blunt and smoke it in the church or bring a six pack, well, pastor, since that's your home, do the same thing in your home. We, we, we're not, we, but we want to blame society. I think as you, we keeping up with society, I think it, it only matters. Like, I think you got to be like a force. You got to stand on your own too. See that? Watch that. Now, you, let me stop it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't ahead. mean to interrupt, but that's what I just said. When we become a force and we stand on our own too, we don't have God involved in that. We're doing it ourselves. 
Jesus said in, in 1624, Matthew 16:24, if anyone is a follower of me, let him deny himself, uh-huh. pick up his cross daily. So that means anytime the conversation is on you, 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 then you haven't denied yourself. Because if anybody has ever been saved by Christ, if you think about when you first got saved, there was nothing you would do wrong. You was in love. You went and told everybody about Jesus. You know why? Because it wasn't about you no more. But the day that it come about us and our opinionated mind, we'll question what God has and what we want to do. And I, 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 I'll, I'll drop it from there. I'll drop it from there. But the point I'm trying to say is I've been, I stand on the I've word of God. I'm just being honest with you. Everyone has their right. Okay. And whatever you do, God bless you. But if you're going to talk to me as a pastor and a friend, and a biblical counselor, everything I do is based on the word of God. Okay, so I, I just want to say something. And and I feel like since I've gotten older, I've gotten wiser, wiser and more confident in where I am spiritually. Mm-hmm. So I kind of agree with Edwin. And I grew up in the Catholic church, Catholic school girl, went to Catholic school. You name it, I was there. I'd have been apostolic, I'd have been Catholic, I'd have been in the Baptist church, and but I'm in a different place spiritually, and I feel like God is in me. And so I don't necessarily subscribe to all of the a ways. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and Egon I, have talked about this I, a lot. God is like, in me. You know what I mean? So sometimes people let things that have happened in the church turn them away from God, kind mm-hmm. of. And sometimes people say, if you're not going to church, you don't have a good relationship with God. No, I know mad true. people that have not been to church in two years that have a better relationship yeah, with God than right. people that go every Sunday. Right. I feel like so I'm I've, more spiritually grounded. So I had a I had I had a bad experience in a church situation. Yeah. And I left. I, I have not I've gone to a church be you know since then. And I'm saying like, that's cool to leave that yeah, church. Yeah I left that church and I made the decision that I don't know if I really wanted and I for a little bit I was looking for a church and I was like, you know and I just kind of felt like I'll let God lead me to wherever I need to be. And I mm-hmm. feel like I'm in but a But you never turn place. God off. Oh, I never turned him off. And that's the key. I never turned him off. I believe that God lives in me. I believe he lives in you and you and you and you. I do. There's other things that I don't necessarily subscribe to when it comes to the, to the, to the, to the, I guess the foundation in which the church was built. You're more, oh. you're more into relationship with God over religion. Thank but, you. But see, see, and I like the way you just see, see, listen, what you said about the foundation of the church. Why is Watch this. wrapped up right here's, now? Here's what gets me. I agree with you because first of all, right now, the man, your pastor, is when it's running that church. He is not the foundation right. of the church. Right. Jesus told Peter, he said, Petros, which means small rock. Mm-hmm. Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church, not mm-hmm. your church. Right. Even though Peter means rock, it means right. small rock. But when Jesus said, upon this rock, this foundation, right. I will build my church. Now that foundation is set. Again, I say again, the Bible speaks of wolves and sheep's clothing, mm-hmm. but you should be able to discern about right, that right. yourself. Right. You, you should be able to yeah. discern about that because, first of all, it's like this. 
a church, uh, put it this way, I had someone ask me, how do you know what to tithe? Do you know how to tithe? How do I tithe? I said, well, I'll tell you what. What you tithe? I'll give you an example. If you walk over there and find $20 and you pick that $20 up and say, oh, thank you, Jesus, give $2. Whatever you give Jesus credit for is what you tithe. If you don't give him credit on your paycheck every week, don't tithe. But whatever you say thank you to him for, you tithe 10% of that. I feel like also... You tie what you podcast. can tie. If it's with a if 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 it's with a with a pure and honest heart that you're giving, you know what I mean. I, maybe that's just me. I've also and I never- always felt I don't really because I've always felt like tithing is not necessarily should all go to the church, and that's just my opinion. I feel like if my brother across the street said Jay Sykes. Um, you know, this is three months. I'm three months behind. They about to kick me out on the street. Like I feel like if I pay for this man to help his family to to you know stay in that house, I feel like God's not going to be mad at me because I gave him that money instead of the church. No, no, that, that that's great. I mean, cause see right there, that's that's you know what that's called. That's called ministry. Right. It's not called tithing off. It. That's mm-hmm. called okay. ministry. That means you're giving somebody with your heart. Okay. Now, now here's the point I make, um, and I'll I'll drop it here. I give you an example. When my wife and I got together and I went to go to church, right? Um, We stayed in a house at that time, $950 rent. And so um, I didn't have the money. I did not have the money and I was paying my tithes. Okay. And I told God, I said, God, I'm not going to sell no drugs. I'm not going to do nothing. You told me that if I pay my tithe and offering, Mm -hmm. that you would take me and that I can put you to the test. I said, so what I'm saying right now, God, if you don't pay this rent tomorrow, it's just not going to get paid. I went to work because I'm a hairstylist as well. I went to work 8.30 that morning. I got home about 10.30 that night. I made $1,150 in one day. So I I understand what people are saying, but I've seen uh-huh. what the what the tithes and offering can do. But it's even Jesus when he did things, he never said I did it. He said your faith have healed you. Your faith in your tithe will take it. It's your faith what you yeah. believe in. But as far as what you're saying now, the church is supposed to go through. Like for instance, my church. Um, when the church is five or six thousand people, it's hard to give everybody something. It is. It really is because there's so many. Now, if you're a tither, and give an example, and you tithe monthly, mm-hmm. and you had a bill came up, say your bill was that you needed was three hundred something dollars, but you tithe six hundred dollars the month prior, we're gonna give you that six hundred dollars back, man. The whole thing. Here's your tithe from last month because it said bring it that it may be food in my storehouse. Mm-hmm. So what you're tithing right. is going to be available back to you if it's needed. But do you realize how many people will come to the church for electric bills and everything so they can keep buying their beers, they blunt, they weed, they cocaine, whatever they have it may be. Mm-hmm. That's the very thing that got them in that thing. So it, and people, it, it, people will call you a rare pastor, even though that's not true. Um, they always look at the bad examples of the pastors that are 
overly taken from the church. Life to is the, yeah, you, the Creflo you Dollars and yeah, you can't, all that stuff. You can't look at them and say, "Well, I'm not going to tie to my church because your minister might not be like that." You have to be able to discern where it's like a mate. It's like a yeah. mate. You just don't pick anybody to marry. I don't think you should pick any church. And like you said, the the sheep's dressed in wool yeah, clothing. Yes, yes, yes. So I mean, I think like the thing is about this world we live in. Is we feed into and we feed off of what's going to make people happy. Absolutely. Not what's going to make God happy. That's Not what's going to help our brother and our sister out. Not what's best for us as a whole. It's what's best for me. It's what's best for this group over right. here. What's best for this group over here. Right. We don't care about nothing else but our feelings and what's going to make us happy. Right. And, you know, that's the problem. That's the problem. And... I think the world is going to always be like this. Yes. It's, it, it, it has, we, it, we always it's be going looking to, be, to fix it. You know, like. it's, it's, it's going to be. I had a guy that told me, said, um, well, well, why is there uh, why is there evil in this world? I get some serious questions. You know what I told him? Free will. Well, first of all, if it wasn't hey, Kyle, let me good. Cut you, let me cut you uh, off real quick. Yeah. You got the answers. So it's like Sway? Was that Kanye's way? You don't got the answer, Sway <laughs> No, Egon has the answers And that's why I respect him so much Because you can ask certain ministers These questions Why is there evil? And they might give you some like generic Well, uh-huh Because there's good and evil No, Egon be breaking it <laughs> Egon be breaking it down, bruh yeah. yeah So please let them know why okay. there's evil Here's the deal You would not know That there was evil in this world if there was not good in this world, you, you wouldn't know. It, it is it is impossible. It is impossible for you to understand evil without knowing what's good. I had uh, I had a um, I had a gentleman. I had a gentleman. Uh, I'm gonna do this 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 way. I said he said, well, evil should not be in this world. And I said, he said, well, why is it evil? Because, and I said, well, you wouldn't know it was evil if it was good already here. I said, so he said, I don't understand it. So this is what I did. I took and got a board and I drew a straight line. Let me show you how my straight line was. Obstacles. I said, that's my straight line. He looked at, you know what he said? Mm-hmm. Man, there ain't no straight line. I said, that's my straight line. He said, man, that ain't no straight line. I said, dude, that's a straight line. He said, this is a straight line. He drew a straight line. I said, so did you know that you would know that my line wasn't straight if you didn't have a guideline to go by to prove that mine wasn't right? Guaranteed there was silence after that. Like, he'd be hitting you with stuff. So how can you tell me that there's no evil without good? If you didn't know how a straight line looked, you wouldn't know mine was wrong. You would have agreed with it. Bruh. That's deep. He be so, breaking it deep. down. That's I, deep. I swear to you, I told you we were gonna have Egon on the podcast. <laughs> so yeah. And I've been waiting for this moment, bro. And just to since we're on this topic, again, we've said this before. People look at us and they see what we're doing, and they're like, bruh, wanna be like y'all. And I'm just not I'm like I'm being hundred percent serious. I'm not trying to like joke or brag or nothing. Like they be like, yo, I'm trying to do what y'all are doing. I appreciate what y'all are doing. Y'all are giving opportunities to people. Y'all putting people on. What's the secret? It's not a secret, bro. Like, we let y'all know every time. We give thanks to God at the premiere. 
We pray to God before if you, Whether you see me shooting somebody in the head on screen <laughs> I'm praying before that scene bro <laughs> I'm praying that I deliver And Edwin's praying that he's directing the scene correctly And that he's bringing the characters to life Everything that we have Is because of God bro like all this podcast, the platform that we're building, it's because of God, bro. Right. And y'all are here because we all have the same connection, like with God. Mm-hmm. Whether our backgrounds are different, mm-hmm. whether we've been through different stuff, it's the same. We pray to the same person, bro. So I think it's all, I think from everything I heard. Except I think- for Chimmy. Chimmy, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I feel like, Jag- I feel like Jaggy has like, Specific strategic things that we could use, yeah. Like, no, but even like if we built a school with a true um, education of the history of this country, yeah. that could grow into something so small, into something so grand, and that would change this, or at least that start of that community where that school is, and it could spread out from you know for, to the nation and right. then to the world. But I think. Aside of that, I think the ultimate thing, it's like so simple, like you literally just have to be the change that you want. You have to stand up for what's right, stand up for love. I would say like we, you know, we, people aren't going, people want to do what they want to do. So um, I would not, uh, what would be the word? I wouldn't push anyone's right away to do what they want. Exactly. And that's what Egon said. Like, I'm not going to hate you because you're gay. I'm not going to hate you because you don't believe the same thing I believe. We're taught to love you regardless. You know what I'm saying? This just because you don't be like, they be, they be like, like, no, nah, you don't believe him. what I believe. Nah, get them out of here. Like, no, nah, you can't. hit it on the head, Ed, when you said, you know, there is a saying that says, be the change that you want to see. I think that's so, all you like, can do. That's a when I think about when I think about my childhood, when I think about everything that I've been through, like, there's no reason why I should be sitting here with you all today. Like it, it not from a statistical standpoint. Like I should have been, yeah. But I remember, and maybe that's why I, I decided to get into education and more so advocacy. I remember when I was, it was, it was when I was in the between the fourth to the sixth grade. I was homeless with my mom, and she was pregnant. I had a younger sister, and then she was pregnant with my baby sister. And I remember go, during that time, like being kind of having to leave the, the abusive household we were in and getting into the shelter. I remember the teachers like didn't understand why it was like coming to school, like dirty, sometimes not coming to school. And there were a few teachers that. Um, they might not necessarily knew my situation, but like one would say, okay, well, come in the music room. I'll get your, your, your classwork from your teachers and you just come and sit in the music room with me. And so I would do my work in the music room and she'd play a little bit and she'd say, sing this. You know, she was also the choir teacher and she ran the, the glee club and she'd sing this. And so we'd play around and she'd be like, oh, you got a little voice on you. So it was, between, so then it, so then I would tell her a little bit more here and there. And then that spread to the other teachers. So next thing you know, you got a parent that is dropping off school supplies that I didn't have that I needed pair of shoes from a, a teacher here and there. And that always stuck with me when I decided to get into education and advocacy. 
because here I was just this one child that is now an adult that I feel like if I come in contact with someone or someone's child, I don't even need to know your story. If I can just make one little difference in your life, life. you know what I mean? Like if I could just, I, we, you know, where I work, we service a large homeless community. Yeah. If I can just give you, if you just wanted an extra orange, you might be that kid that grows up that becomes whatever. Because imagine, be like, imagine if just, all those people didn't just sit back and be like, oh, somebody else would do it. Somebody yeah. else would get her some, some whatever she needs. Like that never that, that never left me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you can just do one, th- you never know that one thing. So being the change that you want to see, you know what I mean? Regardless to your color, your creed, your religion, that one seed that you plant, that one expression of love, could be the whole thing that turns everything upside down for somebody else in the most positive way. That's a fact. That's it. What you just said, there's a biblical verse for that. that? Second great command, it said, love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. You just said that. Mm -hmm. I just gave you a biblical scripture, which means when you say, I need to love myself, that's not biblical. That's worldly. Mm -hmm. That's why it don't last that long. Mm -hmm. To love yourself biblically, the Bible says love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. So that means the more you want to love yourself, love on them even more. Because that's the person that's going to come and say, thank you, man. I love you so much. And be grounded and founded in that. biblical. So everything that you're saying, it, 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 it is so... Only thing I'm doing different is putting scripture to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But even at that scripture, there's still a certain direction that it goes in because, and you know what that direction is? We have to be careful that we don't stop giving God the glory. Mm-hmm. That's see, when, when, when mm-hmm. you use that scripture to say just what you said, he gets the glory. But when we say, well, I had to use my mind, I had to get this peace and <laughs> You start spin, bragging. That like, is not yeah. giving God any glory, and he'll tell you, I got scripture, baby, that'll say the same thing, except the only thing different is when you read my scripture, you say, thank you, God. But when you do it your way, you say, if I hadn't have done it this way, it just wouldn't have got done. I got you. And that's been one of the problems from from, from the beginning, that it used to be, your grandma used to say, when somebody do something to you, boy, you better tell them, thank you. Ain't no thank yous no more. That's a fact. Another thing, this is like slightly off topic. I know that you two have told like some personal things about yourself. And I know I'm not, of course we all, you know, have done things we're not proud of. But does it like have like some courage to build up to to tell that, to let the next man know like I've been through this so you can do it? Is it just something that you just do or is it something like... No, so a Facebook memory just came up. For for me, and um, I like my Facebook memories because it, it sometimes if you ever see me repost, I'll say still. And um, I think a few years ago, I said something that came up in the face, Facebook memory, and it said, you know, there's a difference between telling people your business and giving your testimony. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I am led to give you bits or parts or wherever God is saying, you need to say this, then I will. 
But again, there's that discernment of not telling everybody your business, too. Right, right. There's a difference between telling people your business and what's going on with you or what has gone on with you and something that you're you're led with spirit wise to say, you know what? This is A, B, C, D, and D. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And I'm it's a very, right on time. I'm a very private person. But yeah. each one of y'all knows something about me that nobody else knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I yeah, agree with good, that. You have to good. know when to. Because some people talk like look time. down on you when you tell like that personal mm. story. So it's like I'll be like, do I I'm never, but I'm never afraid when I have to give you part of my story because right. I know where it's coming from, and I, 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 I always. I don't always know how it's going to impact you, but I know that it's the right time and it's the right what I need to say. And it helps you. Your your personal story is helping other children. Right. So if you would have never went through what you went through. You got to say that in the mic. Especially when someone relates to it. That's a fact. Yeah. You you know, um, it's uh, the testimony thing. Mm -hmm. Here's the deal. My testimony. Mm -hmm. I give my testimony when I'm asked my testimony. There's a reason why. Have you not seen one person that every time you see them, they want to tell you about their life? That's a fact. You don't want beyond the testimony. Now I'm listening to you. Even Jesus told a man to get up and take his bed with him. And go. That's the only time Jesus ever told anyone that he helped to walk again to take their bed. Why? Because that very bed that he was condemned to, now it becomes a seat cushion for when he runs across somebody that's doubting God, that's going through the same thing he did, what had him confounded to a bed becomes a seat cushion for them to share their testimony. And when they finish with their testimony, they pick that bed up again and they keep walking. So there's the education, key. But there's education to the Bible, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of these preachers, they preach. I know some of them listening, some of your favorite preachers. Oh, come and read all them there. But there is teaching in the Word of God, not preaching. You, you want to be able to go to a church and someone preaching and somebody say, hey, man, was church good? Man, it was good. Man, homeboy was preaching. He said, what is he talking about? I don't know, but it was good. <laughs> Sounded good. Yeah. Woo! It was good. I don't know. But But when you can ask somebody (laughs) and they can sit down and talk to you about it, that means they retained it just like in school. You learn school. My wife is a school teacher. That's why I understand what you're talking about. It is a learning process that we can get. But again, it's not. It's not distributed anymore. It's not distributed. Yeah. It's not distributed. Now that don't mean it's something wrong, because like you said, some people have bad, bad habits. Mm-hmm. But I know one thing: if you go to a restaurant and you get your steak, your favorite steak, and that sucker don't taste good, I bet you you won't stop eating steak. <laughs> You're gonna find a restaurant till it Man, gives you just what you want to eat. People yeah. pick and choose. So, yeah. And the churches is watered down now. It's just watered down. We, it used, like I said, it used to be a stand, man. Boy, churches come together, man. Cities would change. This, some of this stuff, man, I'm gonna let that go. Uh, no, nah, you, bro, you, bro. I'm gonna let that go. You man. preaching right now. Because I'm telling you, brother. Yeah. Let me tell you something. There's, 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 there's two things about a, a Christian man. All right? One thing is this. A Christian man that follows God, 
I will see life through the eyes of the man that God is making me to be, which means I don't see life like I used to no more. All I see is what God got for me. I will see life through the eyes of the man that God is making me to be. That means from that point, uh, a Christian man is strong. Strong. I think think in life, I think we all do it, but... um, Sometimes you just gotta be like F it It's just like I think I think about people like Donald Trump And like Joe Biden So Joe Biden's son Used to have a drug problem So I just think about Somebody like Trump And he'd be like Well your son was on drugs You shouldn't be president He's the first one To call it out Like, But I think that In life Like people say Like you, everybody Gonna talk about this People yeah. gonna bring up Your past People gonna bring out Some things that you've Been through Especially in this field And I, I think that we all At least it may not be For a long time Cause the older you get The more you become an adult It's like F with they got to say about me. I don't care. That's a fact. But, and I think, but I think it may like at least cross my mind. Like, oh, what they going to say if I say this? But then it'd be that's like. That's human. That's human. Though. That's human. Right. Because we care. Because <laughs> like, I think because I looking at my past, it's like, I've never said, yo, all the good things that I've been through made me who I am. It's that hard times when you in the struggle, when you in the trenches, it's like, okay, now I'm standing on my own two feet. Like, this don't phase me anymore. It's never been like, oh, I got this couple thousand dollars in the bank now. This is what's making me. You know what I'm saying? It's the hard times. It's the things that made you cry. It's the things that made you angry. The lessons. Is is that lessons in good times? We remember oh, most, the, yeah. the bad ones are mo- more most memorable. Definitely. The bad ones, I guess, more memorable. Most definitely. I mean, like like Paul. Paul asked God to <laughs> remove a thorn. God told him no. He asked him three times. Now Paul has set all kinds of churches, then got rid of demons and everything. Paul is old. He's got this thorn. We don't know if it was his eyesight or if it's old age, but he asked God to remove it. And God told him no. Three times, Paul wrote a third of the Bible, but God told him, my grace is sufficient for you. He said, for when you are weak, then I am strong. In other words, what I'm saying, those times that you just said that you went through, Mm -hmm. If you had the heart at that moment, because we don't think about it, mm-hmm. if that one thing that came up that, that was in front of you that seemed hard to move out the way, if you can recall yourself praying to God, God, please remove this. Help me to make it through this. You know, everybody tell you that, that thing, say, this too shall pass. That's not in the Bible. They just use that word, this too shall pass. It's not a verse in the Bible. It just talks about things that will get by. And then you have people that say, uh, God's word never returns void. And they'll say, I got the house. I got the car. I got the family. That is not correct scripture. And now you're not, you're not, you're not breaking that scripture down because when he said his word never returned void, People have gotten houses that they say God gave me and lost them. People have been in marriages that they say God put this together. They divorce. You got people that's had all this. So if his word never returned void, then that wasn't his word. The only thing that will never return void from God is 
this too shall pass. Because all of us in here got a bunch of this too shall pass moment. When you just thought, this is it, I'm done. I'm this throwing the end it of the world. This is the end of the world. This is it. I'm just looking. I know I'm not going to get past this, but you did. And he told you, That's you will right. get past this. So when you pass these times, mm-hmm. it's just God saying, man, my word don't return void. I told you, you was the one that didn't think you was going to get through That's it. called grit and resilience. And when you talk about having courage, mm-hmm. sometimes people don't even have the courage to cry out and mm-hmm. to pray and to meditate. That's so far. They don't. I feel like life is 90% mental. Like it's like ten percent is like actually having to get up and do something, but life is like in your mind. Your mind makes things bigger than what it is. Like this, yeah. is the end of the world. Life is like ninety percent mental to me. I'm not gonna yeah. lie to y'all. Each one of y'all have a specific point in my life where it was that click, and I was like, I see God in each and every one of you, Egon. It was when not when we was on Xbox. Uh, <laughs> Slaying, <laughs> slaying, slaying people. But while we were on there, you ministering to people and then you telling me your testimony. And that's another question I want to ask. Like, do y'all think testimonies can bless who you're telling them to? I, be- I believe they can. Uh, it made me, you were already up here on 100 and it just pushed you up for me and my respect for you grew because I had no idea what you had been through. With Edwin, you specifically, we were on set for A Day in the Life. We just finished filming um, the school scene. Mm-hmm. And I felt the brotherhood, but we didn't claim it yet. Yeah, we didn't And I claim knew it we yet. were cool. And I was like, yo, I rock with this guy. Like, why am I rocking with this guy so heavy? And then we just finished like a school shooting scene. And he was like, you know what? I just love God so much. And I was like, that's it (laughs) that's how we're connecting it's that same energy we believe the same things with Jackie when I was going through some dark stuff and going through some like this was like at the beginning of London and James we just finished um, writing a script and I told you about it and you were going through stuff and that's what's crazy you were going through serious like life or death stuff Mm -hmm. and you were still helping me so I was like, get it together, man. <laughs> Pull yourself together. You kind of snapped me out of it when you were like, yo, you, do I need to handle stuff? Yeah, and I was like, oh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, I don't want you to lose your... Let's go. So, like, that was when it snapped for me and you. And, it, like, we've all had our key points. Chimmy, when you came... <laughs> why she covered Chimmy's herself? cold right now. Chimmy's very cold audience. So when Chimmy came out here for London and James and she saw the premiere and stuff and the energy she was... First, I was just happy to have you out here. Because when people say, I'll support you, I'll come out. I was like, they're not coming from Florida to see me. Yeah, because you didn't think I was. She was here. And she was here early. like Aww. And ready, in line. Day early. <laughs> and when she left, I noticed like a difference you in you. So, <laughs> as soon as you got back to Florida, within the same like few weeks... Music videos start popping off and I'm starting to see you on my timeline doing stuff. And I'm like, I didn't know you were yeah, into all this stuff. It was kind of strange because it was actually closer to my birthday as well. <laughs> now, was that so? What? Excuse me. That was kind of strange I because. Have a question. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm yes, sorry. ma'am. I'm Go sorry. ahead. I just want to, because I just need to connect something with you two. Okay, so you two met on social media. Yes. We met on social media completely, Instagram. You, you, you came out to support the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Prior to the connection, what were you 
a creative? No, I, w- I wasn't really doing anything. And like, that's, I, 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 that's I never my done keyword. like a, like I never did photo shoots. I never did a music video. I, I wasn't doing nothing. Okay, so I want that's to say my, something. That's my that's my flick I hear with the her. Rest of the conversation. Yeah. So when you talk about the connection with all of us in this room, it really, really boils down to we have work to do. We have work to do. Definitely. Whether we come from different, yeah, we have work to do. I mean, well, here in this room, I mean, we could make a plan to do something once a year, twice a year to make the world a better place. I'm working. Hey, how you doing? It's part of a bigger, you know what I mean? It's not just, yes, we can make movies and we can make music videos and we can do, yes, but But my click with her, let me just just get this real quick. It was pretty strange. So it's like, I saw you doing the music video. What'd you say? No, I said, go ahead. No, go ahead. I saw you doing the music videos and I saw you doing this, saw you doing that. And then I hit you up like, yo, I didn't even know. I didn't know I was doing it. And you were like, hey, when I was with you and I saw the movie, I was inspired by like what y'all were doing. And I felt a great energy, a great vibe. And I was like, I don't think you know what you're saying. No, half the time I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you said it. You were like, oh, I was inspired by your film. But to me, I was like, I didn't know what we were creating was reaching people like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we're doing it and we're seeing people in the theaters crying and laughing and doing what we want them to do. That's but when I know, guess your height. That's when I guess I knew what Tom get. was going to say at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It was just <laughs> strange. And like people hitting us up, like the opportunities that you've given me in this industry is crazy. I don't even look. I don't even know. I put this is the what I'm saying. For two minutes, they be like, "Bro, you changed my life." I'm like, "You wasn't like that for two and minutes." I don't know that's what, it what it's about. I was gonna come up. I'm sorry. I was actually gonna come up again because you you was gonna do a party after the the whole yeah. thing. I oh, said, the oh, uh, roof, party, like, roof party. I was like, "Mama's finna do a party." <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> we got to. I, I don't know what it was. I was like ready for that. I was very excited by that. I was because it was supposed to be what a day after the premiere. Yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't here, but I was going to come back. And I, w- I was like, let my manager know. I don't know why. Your man- hey, just- shout out your manager. Your manager's cool. I, 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 I would just I have a manager. Me. Tell your manager to holler at me. I need a manager. Girl, are you trying to work at Publix? She's talking about her store manager. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even Jackie's trying to get a manager for the industry. Jackie's trying to get a deal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cute. No, it's, it's pretty nice, you know? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, but I, as much as I joke. Don't, don't post that because then you know all right. As much as I joke about Chimmy, like when she told me that, that's when me and her like that, like we were already cool, but it clicked. Like it was, it's that instant click with each of you. Your testimony, you talking about God on set, you helping me through stuff when you were going through stuff. You tell you me sliding me. in my DMs. That's the way it goes down. <laughs> I will pull up the D. I will pull up the DMs right now. Okay, so we did. We did. I'm sorry. We researched. Jay Sykes is going to find love. He's going to be at the yeah, wedding. But um, Edwin's going to sing. Uh, sing ready. as they walk down the aisle. That's what he's going to do. That he's going to pass it. He's going to be appreciate. Hey, if any marriage counselor, if anybody knows my crazy uh, relationships, Egon would know it. Egon definitely sure. knows my uh, relationships and why I choose a single life right now. Like. With what we're doing, I cannot be in that space. I was in a very dark place, very negative space. I would show up to set angry, even though it helped for the roles. 
Uh, like it's not healthy. It didn't right. feel. I good. just feel like you probably just need somebody that will understand what you're doing and like what I need from you to <laughs> understand. No, for real, it's like because that's why I feel like I just feel like you just need someone that can understand like where you at in life and that can respect what you're doing and not try to like you know hound you or try to act psychotic. Or, you know, so all that what, stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see, you got a good heart, and, and um. You got a good heart, and uh, I'm glad the relationships are not lasting. I'm, I'm I'm glad your relationships have not lasted, and the reason why I say that is because you have a good heart. Um, and the only way that a person know they have a good heart, they have to know their heart, not mm-hmm. a, not 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 think I know what my heart want, but know your heart. Um, the heart is one of the most important parts. Of us, because when Jesus came, he never talked to your mind, he talked to your mm-hmm. heart. Because the heart holds the answer to a lot of things. That's so but, but but what we have to understand is this there's three voices that you will hear in life. That's Satan's voice, that's God's voice, and that's your voice. And the most dangerous voice out of all of them is yours. Most definitely. Because you will try to rationalize. Who's talking to you? And so, with that being said, we, you 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 have to know know these these types of things when it comes to yourself because a lot of marriages, men, women that are divorced, the reason why they divorce, and this this is going to tag on you, mm-hmm. they married their ministry. That person that he or she was with was never meant to be their wife or husband. That was a person that needed some encouragement, some godly talk, something that good. And that's how the conversation started. Reassuring them what God is saying and what God is doing and giving them the answer. And now you done fell in love with your ministry. And once they got their heart and head together, they move on, but you haven't. So you you have to you have to be careful not to fall in love with your ministry. And that's why I said what I said. I'm glad that they have left you because each one that you've been with, Mm -hmm. when you talked to me about it, they was going through something. That's a fact, bro. Yeah. And you know, like the details of yeah. stuff you that they the, Yeah, you the, that coping that, that coping method. You're there. I would like to know the details. Too. I'm a security I'm a helper to, man. to get them through. Yeah, I'm a helper, but, but I've, I think this I've is learned. Still in, like all of us here, though. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Also, you have to also. I, they can't me, hear you, Jackie. I'm so, okay. <laughs> they can't hear what you're saying. So one of the things I. I I feel I've learned in being in the relationship that I'm in is that also it is not your partner's responsibility to make you happy. That's a fact. You are responsible for your happiness. You're also responsible for, you know, your mental wellness and, and, and unlocking those keys and, 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 I mean, unlocking those doors and putting, you know, putting things together so that you move forward in a healthy way. So, do you think that's you think that's just a young person thing? Because I, I think that like when you're like coming out of high school, it's like you think they're supposed to make you happy. No, I. Well, that's why I, people get in relationships. That's, I think that's where it starts. I've never been in a relationship in high school. Like throughout school, I didn't have any of that. Like my first relationship was at the age of twenty-one. 
that so I thought until I moved to Orlando. I was with someone for six years, you know, you know the yeah. story. So it's like that I it had to end. It's like it was a it was time for me, something was telling me I needed to end that relationship. Mm-hmm. Because like, yes, we were growing, but then for us both to mature as individuals, I had to break it off and go our separate ways. You I didn't felt want like to, you, you but I had to do it. Something was pushing me to end that relationship. Okay. So you like, you felt like you needed me. that independence to, exactly. to explore like who you me. are wholly, yeah, solely by I yourself. Grew up, uh, and the you way know. that I was raised. I was raised very. I was raised to be a very obedient child. So anything you ask me to do, I do it. Re- not sexual, but like yeah. that's something that I'll do. And I felt like I was more yeah, so. Why? I felt like I was more so a puppet for my family mm-hmm. than just being who I am and you know doing what I need to do for myself. Yeah, but to answer Edwin's question, I don't think that it. I don't know necessarily know if it's a young people thing. It's taught. I think I think yeah. it's, well, it's, it's also taught because I but always hear people also, say find someone that makes you happy. But I also feel yes. like it. But I also feel like that it is a very dangerous pattern that since the beginning of whenever yeah. that a lot of people have fallen into. And so um, when Egon said thank God for Corona, you notice that a lot of people are doing a lot of self examination and soul searching. This podcast would not have started without Corona. And. And so it wouldn't happen. I would have just pushed it off and be like, we'll do it eventually. Yeah. Like whenever we get time, we have time now. I was having a conversation um, with a family member last night, mm. older um, male figure. He's like my father. Um, and so he was talking about the relationship that he's currently in. This is his would be his third marriage if he does get married to this to this lady and um he's you know he said well you know the things that you're talking about the things that my mate is saying to me you sound like her and I am like that I didn't realize that and I said yeah you know it's I think it's a pattern of falling into not being able to know how to communicate with each other and really knowing yourself and knowing who you are and what you want in a relationship and then coming together with somebody that you are equally yoked mm-hmm. with that you're on one accord and one page That's with very important. but if you don't have, if you don't know yourself That's a fact. Egon, if you don't know yourself you know. if you don't know God you know bro if you don't know yourself and you don't know God and then and but but then your mama and your daddy they ain't even really know themselves. They just knew what they were taught to be. And, and that's why I say it's passed do. down. It's, it's taught. Like right. we know mad people that go into relationships and search for relationships when they are a half a person themselves. They don't know how to communicate. they're looking for somebody people to complete are, them. People are irrational. They don't them. know they're irrational. People are needy. They don't know they're needy. People are a whole lot of things and they don't know that. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I mean, not to say that it's not impossible. Like we, we base our relationship. What's the hashtag? Number one hashtag is relationship goals. Yeah. So it's like not to, it's been a lot going on in the media. You know, one of our favorite people in the industry um, has been out there this year, his relationship. And wait, so... Talk, wait, who you talking about? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> we yes. already know. We won't say his name. We will never say his we name. We will never <laughs> say his name. But we... we <laughs> I love this man. Like, oh my goodness, we put him on a high pedestal. That's a fact. Relationship goals, and it's a whole... Hot mess. It's a lot of stuff. Behind the scenes. A lot of stuff happening. You know what I'm saying? So like, and that's the thing. I don't even think you can say like, I know myself 
until you go through some stuff to find yourself. Yeah. And I that's kind of what Egon was saying. Yeah. You can't tell me what a straight line is without knowing what a squiggly curved line is. Like, right. You can't, you so, can't. like, you have to learn what a healthy relationship is. And also a, a healthy relationship also is understanding and knowing that I can grow mm-hmm. within myself. Mm-hmm. And you can grow within yourself and we can still grow together. We can agree to disagree on certain things. Right. We, yeah, we can, we can, we can do that. But I think that sometimes people feel like, well, you know, well, you know, we always did this this way. I hate that way. Why are you comfortable though? Yeah, we always did this this way. way. Even in business, if you have a business and you're running it with the mentality that, oh, this is how we have always run it. You're going out of business soon. Yeah. That's going to happen. If you don't change with the time. Bro, I feel like we've been struggling on how to push out material now. Because we yeah. used to premiering at um, the movie theaters. It's yeah. like, how do we do movie premieres? We got to somehow change with the time. So that's what we've been talking about. What we've been talking about with uh, virtual stuff. and Virtual stuff with outdoor stuff. Yeah. On, on, on the internet. But, that, but in there also has to come mutual respect and, yeah. and open mind sometimes to hearing what the other person has to offer. And that also comes with sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to break down into gender roles because I could be strong in something and not great in something and you can be something but I'm willing to hear what you have to say because maybe my way is not right and learn from it and say maybe and I take my ego out of it What's your basic? I don't have what? to. Yeah, you know His relationships what? work when you, they're you, selfless yeah. You got like, a good point there uh, and again I'm I'm agreeing with y'all, but what I'm what I'm just putting the biblical principle to what you're already saying, except what I'm mm-hmm. saying, give God the glory. That's the only thing different. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. Um, first of all, how many of you've heard this saying, find someone that's gonna have your back? Definitely. All right? that. Let me show you something about that. Throw that crap out yep. the window. We already got somebody that got you don't back. want nobody that got your back. You want somebody that's going to put you first. Mm-hmm. Not your back. Because mm-hmm. you can always turn your back and they're not there. Mm-hmm. You want someone that's going to put you first. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're getting married, um, the Bible speaks about submitting. And the first thing you hear is talk about submitting to husband and wife. Well, no, it starts off, he asks us to submit to each other as brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Now... What is important about that is this. Air horns for The reason why that's important is because if you have a... Do you have a brother or sister? I have a sister. Okay. Do you know what make her hurt? I do. Do you know what pisses her off? I do. Do you know what shames her? Um, yeah. Now watch this. And when you see someone making her uncomfortable, will you straighten that out? I will. Okay, now, once you submitted yourself as brothers and sisters, now you're ready to submit yourself as husband and wife Mm -hmm. because you know everything that's going to hurt her Mm -hmm. and everything that she know going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And she will stand up just like when you saw the kings and the queens. When that man would come and threaten the king, he never got to say nothing. The queen would stand up. How dare you speak to your king like that? And he just grabbed her hand and smiled at her. People look at the word because submit and they automatically they don't know what it means. They're turned off. Yeah. They're turned yeah. off. So, so 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 this submitting, this love, you found yourself on love. 
but but you but you but but that's not going to keep you together. Right. I think but the, the commitment thing, is right. going to keep you together. I think that the basic American relationship, and I'm just I'm just going to talk about I'm black. I'm just going to say black because I'm black. I feel like I, so I can't really go into other cultures, but I feel like the top priorities of what relationships is based off. I hear women and men. Well, she knows she got to be able to be good in the bedroom. She got to yeah. cook and she needs to support me. Like that's just all this based off of. Yeah, we call it the four B's. Yeah. Four B's? The four B's is called brain, body, booty, and Bible. That's what, that's the four B's. Notice, notice how Bible but the came Bible last. Be, the that Bible came last. Really that's, but you know, but that's, just, that's yeah. just a joke. Yeah. But but um, the point the point is, you have to respect yes, them. Ma'am. You have to, and just like Jackie said, it's all right if you don't agree. If you don't agree, yeah. you just don't agree. You can, you, can you don't, you don't push you your point on it to make it. Because uh, here's the deal: the commitment keeps you together. Because there's gonna be some days she gonna wake up and she ain't gonna like you, hmm. bro. She ain't doc. I don't care what you get or what He's you say. To her. She is not gonna like hey, you. But you know what you gonna do. But but you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna fight for the marriage. I'm gonna fight. And there's gonna be some days that you ain't gonna like her. And she gonna fight for the marriage. The sad part about that is, is the day that both of you stop fighting, the marriage is over. I think that you should marry someone that you wanna fight for. Like I mean And the fight is not always knock down, drag out. The fight can be like, you know what? You know, Pick and choose my battle. This is not a battle I choose to fight over. You know, like it could be you leaving the toilet seat up. I'm not. Ooh, me, don't start that. But I'm not. How long? You, you said, said you've been don't start you know? that. <laughs> so, as he walked but, away. As he walked away. said something about like well, the, the you know the the whole brother and sister um, dynamic before marriage, uh-huh. and um, you know sometimes. I know that there have been times where people have seen me and my mate and they, they, they think we're like best friends. They think we're brother and sister. Like they like, and we, we live under the same roof and we chat from top up top, top of the morning to like, we ain't seen each other, see each other every day, every single day. And there is a, I love him. I support him. I forgive him. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, and other amongst other things, the same way with me, I'm willing to put my ego aside to have that relationship with that person. So it's it's easy to to take away, um, I guess, the things that the checklist that society says that we should have in a partner. Or what they should look like, what they should have. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's easy to take that away and pull together the checklist that works for you too, not what society says should work. So Ephesians five four, it said, "Wives submit to your husband as you have submitted unto me, or you have submitted unto Christ." That means if you tell me that you are sold out for Jesus. I mean, everything is Jesus. This is your husband here, but you have not submitted to him. And you have not submitted to Jesus. Because right. he said, submit to him as you have submitted unto me. 
And he tells the wife, he tells the husband, love her like love Jesus you. loved the church. And you ask somebody, what did he do? The first thing they'll say is, he died. No, he suffered. He went through suffering. He suffered. He suffered through the beating. He suffered on the road of Delarosa. He suffered going seven miles to the uh, to the, the mountain of Skull. He suffered on the cross. So that means if she don't look like she did when you first got together, suffer. If she got a mouth that insults you and belittles you, suffer. Did you suffer? Because he said, love her like the church. He suffered for the church. Because the church was not being respected. Not saying that she ain't respected, but he wants you to have that type of love. for. Her. And then he said, bathe her in the word daily that she may not be blemished. That means have Bible study. Let me put Jesus. You know, again, me and my wife, we make love, I pray. God, let me be everything that she needs, Father. Let me satisfy God. I invite you into this home to watch what you created, make love. And I pray that it's pleasing to you. Boy, love is great after that. Because God, Jesus said, include me in everything that you do. And now, I have a question, though. Yes. If you have an ornery mate, stubborn, not budging, uh-huh. you mean to tell me that the person should be long-suffering? Uh, yes. And can I tell you why? Okay. Can I tell you why? I'm going to give you one answer. I'm going to give you one word for it. Because you promised you would. You said, I promise to love you for better or worse, for richer, but you made it. Mm, the vows, boy. The vows. I'll be crossing my face. You made a promise the thing. to God. They made a covenant. Okay, but I, but I made a promise to God, All right? right? Uh-huh. And what if the person is not what they said they would, or something changes? God also that's sees good, that. That's good. I mean, God you got, also you got, sees that, and He's not going to hold they it. They're not going to leave. Yeah. They're not just going to disappear yeah. through osmosis. Okay, okay watch well, it. Yeah. That's great as well. And again, when you got married, and He said, "Let no man put this covenant underneath." Right? Here's the kicker: you cannot make a covenant with a man or a woman. You can only make a covenant with God. So when you got married, you got married to God. That person standing next to you is God's gift to you as a wedding present. That so, sounds so, like a bad no, present. No, no, no. no, 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 no right. I want to know if I can no, get an exchange no, no, no. Listen, or the registry. Look, at all I'm trying to say is that's <laughs> why it is important to know who you are talking about putting a ring on your hand with. That is very important because it is a covenant. Now, God, God, God works with these things because guess what? Even when you are going through the thing, God sees it. And when he sees that, he don't look at you doing what this stupid joker is telling you to do. He's looking at you and saying, man, she really loves me. She's going through all this stuff here because she's doing it because I asked her. I asked her to promise me. And she's doing, he's going to bless that moment. He's going to bless it. As long as he don't take away my sexy, because I can't have nobody but, stressing but, but, me out. But, but, but no one can sexy. take that away. <laughs> <laughs> Air horns for Jackie's sexy. But, 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 you know, the, the devil himself I'm, I'm take enjoying that this because everything you, you two are saying, it's in the Bible and you're right there with it, except the only thing you making is if you discovered it and not what God has said. That's a manuscript. That Bible, that... Everything you want is in there. And if you don't find it, you know why? You didn't look for it. I told somebody the other day, if you, let me tell you this, you since you said that, if you ever get on your knees 
Because that joker done, done did the doggone doo-doo and got you ignorant, crazy, and mad. If you get on your knees and ask God to calm you down, right? And, and ask for him to forgive you. If you get up off your knees and still pissed off, you got up too soon. I don't think I've ever done that. Not not in my latest relationship. Yeah. I don't think that I and I and I and don't get now, me wrong. I, I don't I think that I'll be like, don't play with me. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the closest you're gonna get to prayer from me. I feel like there's different ways to handle things correctly. Like don't play with me. Because you gotta know when to say that. Cause sometimes walking away from a situation might not be the best thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And prayer is definitely powerful. Prayer is definitely needed. That's but sometimes prayer. you still, after your prayer, that's, that's, you that's still got to stand up to that you. person. Like, that hey, you don't play with me. Don't, don't, hey, I'm not, hey, I ain't soft now. Yeah. Like, so that's, don't, that's my don't prayer. take my niceness for granted. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. Don't play yeah. With me. So you, you've been married, you said 25 years? Uh, yeah, we've been hey, we've been together 25 years. And I tell you what, man, you can look at me in my face right now, and I can tell you this. Sometimes I cry. I think I'm going to fight it this time. But my wife, every morning I wake up and roll over and see her, I fall in love with her all over again. Yeah. I mean, all over. Every morning I fall in love with this woman. Something beautiful that you discovered. All over, man. So for me, I'm not going to call my people out. You and shout out to Savina one more no. time. She's, shout out she's, to Savina, girl. She's day one, bro. You young chair hit it. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. Savina used to get on the game and play with us yes, at sir. the same time. Like, <laughs> that was wild. I'm, I don't, now, I don't your wanna, question? I don't want to call my people out, but. Say it. There are several divorces in my family. Uh-huh. So, I guess the question, from, from my perspective, I feel like every marriage, just from the outside looking in, I've never been married. Right. From the outside looking in, it seems like every marriage goes to that point at least one time where both parties are like, I don't know, we can do it no more. Mm-hmm. That's just from the outside looking right, in. Right, right. Do you think that that's true? Where it's like, like, I don't know, like, well, he might go stay with his brother for like right. two months or she might not come home for a right. couple. And does every marriage hit that point where it's like, this might be it. We had a good run. Well, the Bible speaks about separation in 2 Corinthians. It tells you that you can separate, but you're not to have sex. And while with you are separated, no, if no, you're separated, you're not having sex anyway. Right. No one else outside of your marriage. Right. And the Bible requires that in this time that you are separated, that you are to pray and fast for your marriage to be right. put back together. Not sit around and kick with the boys and go out to a club. That's not doing it. So, um... So so when this when this happens, okay, the point is, what was you in love with? Because if the only time you can really smile is when you're having sex, but you can't get along the rest of the time. That's a red flag. Then guess what? You married what you wanted. You married to the sex. You married to the sex. <laughs> you just didn't know the rest of it comes with it. Yeah, you know, so so um, and then on top of that, there's something sad like like Jackie said. Do you realize how many people are madly in love with each other and in divorce court? Hmm. Totally in love with each other, but they just can't get along. They just don't see eye to eye. They just like she said, just ain't kinda, and it could be one topic, one thing yeah. that won't allow them to stay together. I kind of look at marriage. I don't look at marriage as a business deal, but I kind of compare it. It's like, I kind of feel like before you sign the paper, before you sign the paper, be like me and Jay, be like, oh, well, 
Yeah, so, all right, we'll buy your movie script. Y'all get a million dollars. That's all y'all get. Yeah. We about to make a billion dollars off Fact. of it. <laughs> and speaking so, from experience, you called us rich early. Do y'all want? We got a billion dollars. I just want to let you know. And I kind of feel like that's how marriage is. Before you get married, it'd be like it'd be like a ton of red flags right there, and we just kind of like brush them aside because you look here, man. Love can, is powerful, I, I, bro. I can share this with you. Mm. I've had women before my wife, and I've cursed them. Call them B's, W's, all that stuff. I've been with my wife 26 years. I've never cursed her. I've never even grabbed her hand in anger and squeezed it. I've never done this. I knew for a fact then I love this woman because I learned that if you say you love somebody, it is impossible for you to hurt them. Impossible. It's impossible to hurt something you love. No, 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 no. Look, I'm not telling you on what I've heard. I'm telling you what I've been through and what I was through before. But my wife, this woman is different. When I met her, I was at work at the salon. When she walked in, I saw her. Now, I was already being made fun of because I was celibate. Now, I wasn't celibate because I wanted the right woman. I was celibate because a black woman thought she'd get her hair done. <laughs> it would be free if she had sex. So I said, so you keep that and I'll keep this money. And I became celibate. Yo, I love mine. So, I so, had a so, 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 but when I saw this young lady named Savina, as God is my witness, I didn't even speak to her at all that night. Just her mother that was making an appointment, right? Mm -hmm. I could have walked out that place and married her that night. Never said a word to her. Why? Because for some reason, when I saw her and stood in front of her, I never in my life before until that day felt complete. I felt complete. I got my rib back. See, that's what the Bible tells you when men, y'all chasing these women because you like whatever they got or what they're doing. But you have to remember, God brought woman to Adam. He didn't, he didn't go find her. I know God brought her to me. It's like you frying chicken, you love chicken, you want that chicken to float to the top, but mm -hmm. for some reason you're so crispy. hungry, you're going to reach your hand in there anyway and grab it. You're going to get burned. Yeah. Fry with the seasoning. <laughs> the Baltimore seasoning. <laughs> the old day. Yeah, man. Bruh, I, I'm just I'm just sitting back. I love this podcast. I feel like we all gotta get together again. Cause like Bruh. Jackie said, we got work to do. Like we gotta do something. We gotta do something. And I like what when you I said about, about work to do. I meant like so when Jay was going through and I was going through. Um, I, I when I say we have work to do, mm -hmm. um, it means that. Um, we don't need to waste a day on anything that doesn't grow us. I know that's right. Yeah. And, and, and that's work personally. That's work together. That's work for the greater good. We have work to do. And so if there is something that is not growing you for the greater good, you need to cut it off. then you, you gotta, you gotta leave it behind, Yeah, you know? And so I guess I also look at it when I say we have work to do, because everybody has things that they've gone through or may not have gone through. But I guess when I say I have work to do, I look at how much I have lost over the years, whether somebody took it away or I was in a situation and I, and I lost it. 
I've I've lost a home. I've lost loved ones. Like in I've lost. And I don't want to spend another day losing and not living in my purpose. I, I'm 46. I'll be 47 in in February. And maybe you had told me in that in that time when I felt like I was in my losing season, maybe if if you'd asked me then you know, well, what are you going to do? I probably would have said, well, you know, that, that train has left the station. That ship has sailed. I don't know if I could do X, Y, and Z. You know, that work, that purpose or whatever my dream was or my goal was is gone. But as I sit here with you today, you can't tell me. You can't tell me that I'm not going to have what I want. I got work to do. I know that's as me. long as I have breath in my body... As long as I can wake up and 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 accomplish something that mm-hmm. I set out to do, I'm mm-hmm. a step closer to what I said I was going to have. So that's why I said we have work to do. So if it's not growing you, if it's not growing for the greater good of the people that you are impacting, leave it alone. Yeah, leave it alone. Leave it all the way. Leave alone. it alone, and don't be and don't feel ashamed. Everybody can't go with you. We, as much as we like to, everybody can't hey. go with you. And Rewind you can that. Still, can you say that one you more time? You can still give and you can still I just need you to say it one more time minister. for the air horns, please. Everybody's not here for the long run. Yeah. And it's that's a, not a bad thing. And you should not feel shamed that's about that. That's what I'm that. saying. You shouldn't feel. And sometimes they help your season. Yeah. You know, and they help you move forward, but everybody's not here for the long run. Everything, and I think everybody is a is a learning tool. You can learn something from every person and everything that you go through. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still love. You can still give. You can still minister. You can still advocate. You can still be that that whatever that beautiful thing is that you are to that individual individuals. But everybody is not going to go on your journey. That's right. Like, That's what that scripture say. What that scripture says said. Um, what does it say? Uh, some things work for the good of those. Mm-hmm. For the greater good. Huh? Is that what it say? What is it? Because I think I think I know, but I don't I know. Thought, I thought it was all things work Thank together. You. All things Thank work you, together for I the good. I just wanted you to know that. I was about to say, Egon knows the scripture. I don't like, doubt that. He knows the scripture. Watch this. Watch this. I just wanted you to say it because that's what we need to know. All things work for the good of those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. So here's the point. We say it's bad. God says it's good. So who wins? Hmm. Who wins? If God say all things, then you know what you need to do? You need to start waiting for that good to come because it's coming. He already said all things work for the good of those. People be like, in their mind, they be like, all good things work together for the good of those. They don't want the bad things. They freestyle. Again, it is faith. But you know what? You know what? I'm going to make sure. He was acting like he didn't know the word. What's the scripture again? uh, And I'm looking at him like, I can't have your face off. Say, but you want me to tell you what's sad? You know you know that scripture, boy. Yeah, you want me to tell you what's sad about about today's faith? What's it? You sitting in that chair right there. When you went to sit in that chair, you just sat down, right? That's a fact. You didn't check to see if a wheel was missing. A screw. You didn't check to see if a screw was missing. You didn't check to see if it was stable. 
You knew when you sat down in that chair, it was going to support you. Yep. That's the faith we need to have with God. That's a fact. That we know he's going to support us. We don't have to second guess him. We don't have to rationalize. We don't have to deal with worldview and biblical view because they don't line up. The world tells you one thing. God tells you this thing. And so it's, it's a faith thing. He said just the size of a mustard seed. That means God just wants you to blink about it. And then, I mean, every everybody has faith. It's just they don't have faith in God. Some people got faith in their job. Some people got faith absolutely. in in themselves. In themselves, they got faith in themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and here's the deal: it really is not their fault because they raise a child in the way that they shall. Some of them wasn't raised like that. Yeah. Some of them put themselves through Some school, of them heard that old saying, boy, you got to do it for yourself. Yeah. Ain't nobody ever going to do it for I want to hear this God junk. You go get it, you take care of your family. Yeah, you did it. And they believe that. And they believe it. I'm just going to say this. This is the best podcast we've ever had. This is the best ever. Uh, yeah, this man. I don't crazy, know. Like, uh, this, this was a long one, but it was dope, though. I you're going to have to make two parts on it. It's psychology, boy. It's psychology, boy. I like that. I like that. What's up, bitch? It's Eddie. Hey, that boy, Sam. Hey, that boy, Sam.